Friendshipping is proud to partner with Multitude for some sweet ads. With Knowable, you can learn anytime, anywhere, and at your own pace through audio. Learn about the benefits of a plant-based lifestyle from NBA All-Star Chris Paul. Or learn about space from NASA Commander Scott Kelly. Knowable is accessible on your phone and on the web, and each audio course is broken out into individual lessons around 15 minutes long. Each class is supported by downloadable materials, lessons, recipes, and more. Get unlimited access to every Knowable audio course right now. Just download the Knowable app or visit knowable.fyi. Or download the app and use code FRIENDSHIPPING for an additional 20% off. Trin, I love learning. I do too, Jen. And you know what else I love? I love things that are cheaper for me than for other people. So use that code, (laughs) FRIENDSHIPPING. I'm Jen. And I'm Trin. This This is FRIENDSHIPPING! And the theme this week is... Regrets. Regrets. Pandemic regrets. Regrets. (laughs) Regrets. Friendship between humans has many benefits, but sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits. Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits. View friendship at the problem. Jen, do you want to? Do you want to? Do you want to tease? Do you want to be the oh. tease? Oh, oh, hello! Time for my little podcast tease. All right. <laughs> so we got a question this week from someone whose family member uh, had COVID and they've thankfully recovered. But our asker took some time off from undergrad, and now his friends are starting to move on and graduate, and he's feeling sad. He's feeling sad, and he's unsure of how to reconnect with people that he's been uh, physically and emotionally distanced from for the past year. So all the answers you seek are in this episode, probably in about 8 to 12 minutes from now. (laughs) Stay tuned after our banter, and we will continue giving you friendship advice. Jen? Jen, how how has your Pride Month been so far? <laughs> uh, it's been uh, it's been uh, full of pride. Every month is Pride Month. <laughs> Yay! I love Pride Month. I think it's good that we are celebrating queers for one twelfth of the year, at the very least. Hey, one twelfth, <laughs> pretty good. Jen, I'd like to air a grievance. Oh, a Pride grievance. A queer, a, grievance, a, queer, a queer grievance? A, a queervance between me and the rest of society. Yes. So my grievance is this. Uh, June is Pride Month, but it's also everyone is a little queer month. And <laughs> it makes me it makes me so mad. And I want to complain about it real quick. So I hate when people say that. And I hate it because it's so dismissive. Yep. It's basically saying, like, it doesn't really matter whether or not you're queer, which, man, do I wish that were true, but it certainly isn't. Uh, it definitely does matter because, you know, we're not fully accepted in all areas of society and it's really kind of upsetting. But also, like, I don't know, I, th- I feel like it's also said by people who don't think that they are queer because they don't know the actual definitions of bisexual and pansexual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or they're dancing around them and don't maybe want to confront those definitions. Yes, Jen. Yes. Okay. listen, friendshippers, I know most of you are pretty gay and that's great. Um, But for some of you who are saying to yourself, like, you know, I've had some gay feelings before, but like, it's fine. I'm straight. I don't know. Like, maybe... Maybe look into those a little bit Maybe because you Maybe. what you might be doing is saying like, oh, I'm not queer. I'm not bisexual. I'm not pan because I'm normal. I'm the main character and I can't get the gay. That would be that would ruin the whole story. No, 
untrue. You as the main character can get the gay. It could be inside of you. Go digging. <laughs> I love that sentiment. Yeah, Trin, um, the phrase, everyone's a little queer, is, is, is dismissive, isn't it? It's like saying, hey, this important thing about you, it's not that important. You know, not, yeah. not very nice. Yeah, like being queer is a part of me. And it took a really long time for me to really zero in on what I feel my identity and orientation are. And it affects the way that I feel in different spaces. You know, it, may, it, it affects how safe I feel around people. I live in a very conservative state in the union right now. And yeah, so it's just, I guess this is my public service announcement. PSA, don't dismiss the gay. Happy the Pride. Happy Pride, that. everyone. Jen, um, other than Pride, how, how is June? Because today is, is a day of June that's fairly early in June. And so we're looking back, back on the, uh, the month of June. Well, I did come up with a new business idea to run by you. Oh, my God. Um, if, if you like it, it could be a friend shipping product. <laughs> Not really. Um, so, yeah, no one uh, no one steal this idea. I'm just focus grouping it on Trin. The rest Great. of you, let me know what you think. Okay. So um, the other day I was high on a Saturday morning, and I don't <laughs> usually get high at this time, but I was feeling some anxiety, and I had yeah. stuff to get done, and I just didn't want to stew in it. So I was like, I'm going to put a little barrier between me and this anxiety, and I'm going to get a little high. Nice. So I got a little high. And you know how ideas just sometimes flow to you? Um, just like, oh, this idea just floated into my head. I oh, wonder yeah. why that happened. Oh, it's because I'm high. Oh, yeah, <laughs> got it. I forgot I was high. Um, and that idea that floated to me, I was sitting, uh, I was actually sitting in the back of a cab, very warm cab, mask on, gazing out the window, and the idea that floated into my brain was... Spicy coffee. Spicy. What was that? What if coffee was a little bit spicy? Now, I haven't Googled this yet. So if this already exists, um, too bad. Mine's going to be better. (laughs) Uh, But like, you know how like hot chocolate has like that can be like a little spicy, a little spicy chili. So delicious. What if it was like really good, like like roasted with like chili peppers or something? Thoughts, questions, comments, concerns? Jen, this sounds amazing. And what's percolating (laughs) in my brain right now is... Uh, like a horchata kind of coffee, like a little right. bit of cinnamon, a little bit of cayenne, yes, yes. some honey, maybe like just make it happen. That sounds that sounds good. Make it taste like spicy cinnamon toast crunched milk. Oh, my God. That, oh, my God. Now I'm starving. Let's do it. Oh, that sounds so good. OK, thank you. I'm glad you're enthusiastic about this idea. Listeners, do not steal it. OK, don't steal it. And if you've done it, don't tell us. We don't we don't want to <laughs> fucking know. Keep it to yourself. Yeah. Just getting out ahead of our lawyers here. Don't steal this idea. <laughs> and but if it's yours, let us steal it from you. That seems fair. Yeah, I agree. Like this is a one way street. <laughs> <laughs> Jen, speaking of one way streets, I have a transition. Oh, Are one. you ready? Yes, yes. Speaking of one-way streets, Jen, when you graduate a school, uh, you've done it. You've, you have that graduation and you have that degree and no one can take that away from you. And this asker is going to be going, going back to school, wrapping it up, getting their degree and getting out of there. And they are having uh, some thoughts about uh, keeping in touch with their friends. Let's do this. I'll hit it. Yeah. Okay. Due to the pandemic, I decided to take a semester off from undergrad. This was spurred by a number of factors, but mostly because my father was on ventilation due to COVID. Thankfully, he's okay now. All of my friends are graduating undergrad now, and while I am so happy for them, I'm also sad because everyone is leaving within the week. My feelings are even more intensified because I've spent most of the semester indoors not seeing my friends, which I realize I should have been. 
especially because it's easy to arrange socially distant hangouts in our outdoorsy college town. I am particularly sad and anxious because I feel like we are all saying goodbye at a time when I was a distant friend. I don't want my friend's parting memory to be me being shut off and distant. My question is, how would you guys go about this? How do you stay in touch? How do you try to rekindle a friendship with someone who is moving on to different horizons? Pronouns he, him. First, before we get to any advice, I think it's very important for us to identify how self-judgmental this question is. You are giving you a very hard time. Oh, man. Yeah. You are being so hard on yourself, my friend. Like, wow. You're not, I, don't, I don't feel, I'm not sensing a lot of self-compassion is my therapist. That's what my therapist would refer to this, self-compassion. I don't feel a lot of that in this moment. And I bet if this situation were about one of your friends, you would be very compassionate towards them. I bet if it was a stranger, someone you didn't even know, I bet you would feel compassion for them. Absolutely. Also, you haven't experienced any negative consequences for the actions that you are judging yourself for. So you were... Oh, man. Right? Like you were distant and you were doing these things out of necessity, but nothing bad has happened yet. Everybody's leaving this week. If you were ever going to be abandoned, if that were ever on the table, it hasn't happened yet. So, so I feel like we are in a place where we should be talking about the future. I think the first most important thing we need to do is make sure that you are not holding on to this pregret, is what we've been calling it. Yeah, you're holding on to it very tightly. I also think you're making like a moral judgment on yourself, yeah. like you're morally evaluating this. I was actually just having a conversation like this with my therapist the other, the other evening, and I was talking about how I was finding it stressful that I cannot put my laundry away or, or keep my clothes in order. Like I, I'm, I'm pretty organized in a lot of ways, but one of them I'm not is uh, my clothing. And um, we were talking it out and she mentioned like, I feel like you're assigning a moral evaluation to the fact that your, your oh. drawers of your of your dresser don't shut. And then we dug into it and I was like, yeah, because this means I'm lazy. And she, and she like raised her eyebrows at me <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's what it is. I feel like I'm being lazy because I don't put my, la-. like, like, so th- there's something going on here is what I'm saying. Like you're assigning a lot of guilt, a lot of blame and a lot of judgment to yourself for something that does not speak poorly to you at all. You laid out a lot of reasons why you fucked up. You were like, this should have been easy because we're outdoors and it's a college town. No, nothing was easy. Nothing has been easy for anybody for like a very long time. Yeah. Like if your dad had not been in a difficult health position, I still would not judge you for holding up indoors for a semester. Like 100% would not judge you. There are so many factors contributing to why you felt like you did not have the energy and you did not the time. And the number one factor I would say is that you did not have the energy and you did not have the time to do this. So you are judging yourself for something that you are not fully capable of doing at the time. And I feel like the asker might be assigning consequences to this that don't actually exist. Yes. Now everyone's leaving and their last memory of me is going to be this. Is that true? People are going to leave and graduate no matter what. Like, you didn't kick everyone out the door. (laughs) Jen, really good freaking point. You are saying goodbye to your friends or even see you later to your friends at a time when you were dealing with something extremely difficult. And here's the thing. They were also dealing with something really difficult, and it is called the pandemic and graduating. Uh, That's a major life change. 
So like, so they had no, somewhat normal amounts of distress and you had distress on top of distress on top of distress. Don't minimize how much everything else in your life that's going on right now is impacting you. Graduating, pulling out of college for a semester, I think you made the right call. I, I think that, you know, giving yourself a little bit of time and space to be with your family, that made perfect sense, man. And judging yourself for that isn't really helpful. And it's so mean to past you. Past you was just doing his best. Yeah. Is there a way to reframe this in your own head? Like, what, are, what are kind of conversations are you having with yourself? Can you reframe it so you're saying, like, I did what I needed to do at the time. I did my best. Or I am doing my best. When these feelings of, of guilt or anxiety or worry come up, something I like to do, I'll be like, hello, feelings. <laughs> I see you. Um, you're here. You hear anxiety. Here you are again. Um, you're, this isn't new. You're not giving me new information that I need to listen to. You're just back here again. So like, try to minimize the anxiety in your life by acknowledging it and being like, just because I'm feeling anxious doesn't mean all the things that I think are happening are actually happening. Also, I feel like you may be suffering from high expectations, not just of Ooh. yourself, but of how things would have gone if you had not pulled out for a semester. Here's the truth. There is no way to know who of your friends is going to be in your life in 10 years. And I got to say, like, I was surprised. <laughs> like, uh, I, Jen, I know you are not super surprised because you've had lots of like, you know, friends from childhood. But for me, like my friends are just a ragtag team of miscreants. And they're <laughs> from every era of my lifetime. And we are absolutely going to go through ways that will help you keep in touch with your friends. However, I think it's so important for you to know that if these friendships kind of dissipate over time, it's not because you fucked up. It's just because that's typically how life goes. And when you leave school or you go into a new job or you move towns, you will have more and more of these transitions over your lifetime. This will not be the first time that you will feel like you are leaving a group of friends. So let's make this, you know, a practice for the other times in your life that you will have transitions. Yeah, I love that. So the questions were, how would you go about this? How do you stay in touch? How do you try to rekindle a friendship with someone who's moving on to different horizons? We have, we have some actionable items here, I think. And again, first one is adjusting expectations because it's hard no matter what you're transitioning out of. And if you kept in touch with none of your college friends, that would still be okay. There are billions of people in this world and you will absolutely have more opportunities to make connections with people. New, interesting, cool, sexy people. They're everywhere. Uh, and we will, we will find them and it won't be hard. <laughs> so first, remember that quote unquote failing at this, quote unquote, like, you know, this phone, like them falling out of touch. It would not be the worst thing in the world. It would be okay. Yes, it's, it's a neutral thing that happens. It's going to happen to you and all, all the people that are graduating. <laughs> and so to that, I would say, like, easy does it here. If you're trying to rekindle fr old friendships or meet new people, be gentle and go easy on yourself. Not only are people in a transition period, we're just now starting to emerge from our homes for the first time in over a year. So what you can do, like conversationally, I think I would, I normally we would suggest maybe giving someone a, a, a rekindling a friendship by giving someone a rundown of how the past year of your life has been. But I can certainly understand why that might not be uh, the first thing you want to do. I wouldn't want to do that <laughs> right now. Right. I've been through, I've had a terrible year um, and I wouldn't want to go into specifics. So if you don't either, I certainly understand that and that's totally okay. 
You can give people context. You can say, my dad was having some serious issues with COVID and I needed to be home with him. So I've been I've been out of touch for a while. That is so reasonable. No reasonable person would be like, weird. <laughs> why did you take up? Why did you drop the middle of philosophy 402? Like no one, no one should care. People should only express concern and understanding at that point. And if they don't, that's odd. Okay. That's just weird. That'd be fucked up. Yeah. Um, that would, yeah, that'd be fucked up. And you can also just say like, yeah, this past year really took a lot out of me. So I've been, I've been pretty absent. You know, whatever you want to say, if you want to acknowledge your, your distance, I think, you know, p- choose your words, choose what feels right. And you can focus on your feelings if you wanted to, rather than the events. You could say, I've been out of touch and I've missed you and I want to reconnect. You don't have to say like, I'm so sorry about how I had personal problems and did not talk to you. I'm sorry that I did not prioritize texting you cute memes while my father was in the hospital. Like just, you're just beating yourself up at that point. I would, I'd say like, I like you. (laughs) I miss you. I want to still be friends after this. Uh, You can say those very kind, honest things to your friends. I think that that would be actually really well received. And you do it in your own voice. Sometimes people feel a little more comfortable being uh, kind with their friends if they pepper in some um, some aggression, like, you fucker, I fucking miss you. <laughs> you know, like, like do it and <laughs> totally whatever yes. you need to do. Um, and I agree with you, Jen. If, if you'd rather not give context, if you'd rather not go through your whole history, because it's, it might be too raw and too painful for you now, it might be too raw and too painful for you for a while, and that would be okay. And also, side note, it would also be okay to talk about it. Like, don't judge yourself for any way that you go. Focus on the future. I would like to be in touch. Or I want to play that new Final Fantasy, uh, Memorpiga, MMORPG, and I need somebody on my team. So let's keep in touch that way. I believe that you will find a way to either give context for the events or context for your feelings in a way that is comfortable for you. I do too. I think you'll find the words. You can even say like, hey, I'm emerging from, I'm emerging into the world again. Yes. I'm ready to hang out. Anyone else ready to hang out? Like you, you can make a little announcement um, just to make sure people understand that you're like, hey, I'm, I'm back. I'm here to stay. I'm ready to friend. I'm coming out. I want the world to friend. <laughs> we did great there. You know, I, I, I kind of diddled with Final Fantasy just then, but the reality is that video games are one of the easiest ways to stay in touch for younger people. And there are lots of barriers to entry there. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, you might not have games. You might hate games. You might not have the money for games and equipment. You might get stressed out by the idea of being competitive with your friends. Like, if any of that is true, just like fucking don't, just don't worry about it. Just put this video game thing to the side. But having a team activity at a distance It's just a really, it's a nice way to stay in touch with friends. And I feel like we say this every week, but yeah, you can find a game and you can find free games even on the internet. Um, So do that. Do that. That would be fun. Um, You know, you can also, you know, be the person to start the group chat. Uh, Don't, (laughs) some people might not want to be in a group chat right now, to be clear, as they're like graduating and starting a new chapter or whatever. Um, Group chats might be overwhelming to to people, but um, you can be the one that starts it. And, you know, or a Discord channel or some other group hang um, that could be helpful. You could call it. <laughs> True. And I just got to your note where you said call it something fun, like the portal of shame. The, the portal of shame is Connell's text group. Um, but I feel like I, if we can't think of a good synonym, I just feel like that's a really funny phrase. I like that. I like that. I, uh, I'm, in a, I'm in a group chat with a couple friends where all we talk about is uh, either Survivor or the WNBA. 
specifically the Chicago Sky. They're the, they're the team here in Chicago. A WNBA, for listeners out there who are confused, that means uh, women play. So that's women, yeah. sports, playing together, playing women, playing sports. So um, it's what we could kind of talk about. And we kind of bonded over over that. And um, our friend invited us to, invited the rest of the group to attend a Chicago Sky game. And it was on a night that uh, my partner and I couldn't make it. So he he was like, okay, no problem. And then he said, actually, I take that back. You guys must be really sexist. And then he changed the name of the group chat to Sexist Club because he was mad at us that he couldn't. Oh, my God. It made me laugh a lot. So he changed it from Chicago Sky Fan Club to the Sexist Club. Wow. That's very fucking funny. I know. So I'm going to have to earn it back by attending a Sky game soon. But Jen, I really feel like the sillier the name of your group chat, be it Discord or text or whatever, the more likely people are to participate because the participation in and of itself is funny to them. Like you're a guy, you know, he, him oh, is, is your pronoun. So, true. so if you have a, a group of all, uh, all men and you call it the ex-wives club, that's really cute. <laughs> that's very funny to me. <laughs> Call it something really like ridiculous, like hashtag nerd hangs, you know, just like just get a little bit over the top with it. I'm sure I've mentioned my group chat Yoshi Sounds, and it's called Yoshi Sounds because all six of us were in a room trying to make the sound that Yoshi makes, and it freaked out one of the other members of the chat. And so every time we're in there, it's like, hey, Yoshi, Yoshi guys. I don't know. It's just, it's cute to have a title for yourself. Oh, yeah. The, I'm going to, that's actually pretty funny if we all, I would be curious if our listeners could let yes. us know their group chat hangs, um, what, if they have names, what they are. So I have one that's just called Ewan McGregor. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I struggle to think of who might be in that chat. <laughs> but like, you know, your friends might not be into any of this. And, and that would be okay. Um, let's talk about hanging out in the future uh, with people who are far away from you. That's the other thing is we don't know actually how far away all these friends are going because there are plenty of schools where, um, you know, a state school takes a lot of people from in-state because it's often a lot less expensive for people who live within the state. So your friends might not be going very far, uh, but I think this applies kind of to everyone, you know. Making future plans is always an, a nice move. I don't know if you will be able to visit people or if you want to, but that can be something that you put on the calendar to look forward to. If you guys are, if you and your friends are a little closer together than that, a group hang is a wonderful thing to plan out. If you have enough energy to host, that's a great start. It means taking on a little bit of the work. But yeah, that's, I just feel like that's a good good way to kick things off. Letting people like literally and figuratively opening your doors to friendship again. I think that might be a nice way to do it. I remember when I graduated college and how anticlimactic it felt because the last week of school, I didn't see anybody. It was literally just like I took a bunch of finals and we were all stressed out and we're all packing up our dorms. I didn't see anybody. And in retrospect, I really wish that one of us had organized something to like see each other one last time. So even if you're saying something like, hey, guys, before we graduate, like who wants to meet up at this place real quick? Because you said this is happening this week. So maybe you'll hear this episode before this happens. Um, I, I feel like even doing that right now is a good idea. One last hurrah. Yeah, I like the idea of getting something together soon, quickly, because um, I feel like as soon as you start hanging out again, a lot of this anxiety will melt away and, and new different anxieties will arise. But this particular anxiety <laughs> will go away. I also feel like you're going to be surprised by how many of your friends were also not hanging out with other people, you know? 
Certainly, there are college kids who were going around and making out with everyone for the past several years or however long. Like, it's probably not the best idea in a pandemic, but like you exist. But I also feel like there were plenty of people who just like by choice uh, decided that they are going to stay in or uh, they just were overwhelmed with the world and needed to stay indoors. I think you will be surprised by that. Yeah, yeah. When I look back on a lot of my college experience, especially the first couple of years, was uh, feeling like everyone in the world, every single college student in the country was having more fun than I was. And that's that's partially because of Facebook. Facebook was so big then. Um, yeah. And um, but anyway, like and I know now that a lot of people were having more fun than I was, but that's OK. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So are we ready for an in conclusion, Jen? Yeah, I think we've reached that point. Excellent. So let's start off with the the place where we want you to head right now, which is the place where we stop judging ourselves so much. Nobody should be judging you for this, especially not you. Hey, you were there the whole time and you know how hard it was. Don't make me jump through the internet and uh, beat up current you for being so mean to past you. You don't want that. We're going to kick your ass. We will do it. We will come through. The, we'll jump through these tubes and wires and come get you. Yeah, have you ever seen Jen's muscles? Like, she's going to she's going to pop your head right off your body. I've been doing push ups this whole episode just for you, <laughs> just to kick your ass. Uh, also, uh, remember to to adjust your expectations. This is a major transition for you, not just for you, but for everybody who's graduating college right now. It's a big deal, but it's also not the last transition that you will ever have from new place to another. So that means a couple of things. One, let's let's do our best on our first transition and not judge ourselves. Uh, And also, you will be in different spaces where you will be able to meet other people. So if for some reason you are unable to keep in touch with all of your college friends, it's okay because those slots on your dance card are going to be filled. I feel like you're spending a lot of time looking back on this last year, which is totally understandable because it's probably still got its grip on you like it does for a lot of us. But I also want you to, if you can spark any enthusiasm for the future and what's ahead, I think that would be good because you are going to meet new people soon and you are going to rekindle old friendships. It's just, but yes, it's just going to take a little time. And then, of course, we have the practical um, advice of see if you can take on the responsibility of organizing some group activities, whether that be a text chat or a Discord channel or a video game. And those also don't need to be things that happen in the future. We could have one last hurrah for all your friends who are still in town. Um, What do people do when they hang out? Share a sandwich? I don't even remember. It's been so long. They play Mario Party and they uh, they share a plate of spaghetti like Lady in the Tramp. Sexy. Um, yeah, I think that's what you do, right? So, uh, so do that. Let's so slurp some pasta with your friends uh, while we're all still in town and embrace the changes that are upon you because uh, this is going to be your whole life, buddy. You're going to keep growing and keep changing because that's what you were built to do. All right. Has this been friendshipping? This has been friendshipping, yeah. This has been friendshipping with Jen and Trin. If you would like to ask us a question, we love your questions. Send them over to uh, friendshipingpodcast at gmail.com, or you can go to friendshipingpodcast.com, click on the tab in the corner that says get in touch and send us your fake name. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can at dofriendship. Thank you, Ian Parman, for editing. Thank you, Monica Verma, our literary agent. Thank you, Lauren Gallagher, for your design work. And Molly Lewis, thank you so much for creating and singing our theme song. And all y'all... Thank you for listening. You're welcome for talking. New friendship at the problem.